think we've got to be the body to rock it like we're never going to see it again. We are exploding. The world is going to know it. We'll rock it like you're never going to see us again. PM and Pure Gold is live on there for this Wednesday night, June 13, 2012. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe, just business Buccino, and my tag team partner who just walked in is David Gomez. What up? <laughs> wow, talk about the worst intro of all time, folks. This is Pure Gold, the greatest show on earth. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check us out. Folks, give us a call, 714-364-4721. Once again, that number is 714-364-4721. Check out our website, puregoldpg.com, where you can follow the latest and the greatest of the greatest show ever. Sir, we have a lot to cover and a little little amount of time to cover it. So we'll be talking about some Mets since last week. Boy, has it been a downward spiral, except for last night. We'll be talking about the Celtics, another downward spiral. woo and then we'll finally be talking about the worst downward spiral of them all, the Devils versus the Kings in the finals. And we'll add some nuggets along the way. Yes, we will, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Ready to rock and roll. So, sir, a week ago, Mets heading into probably the toughest part of their schedule, facing the, what, they, they lost one other game on Thursday, right, to the Nationals, I believe? Yes. That was a downer, um, but... You know, they should have won the first game of that series, but losing that third game was definitely not helping going into the Yankees over the weekend. And uh, we had a pretty good pitching matchup on Friday night. Johan Santana was going against Kuroda. And, um, you know, we could second-guess it. What do you think? Do you think, looking back at it, should Collins have given Johan Santana a couple of days extra rest, or should he have pitched him on his normal day? I think it is what it is. I don't have a problem with it. I honestly think that it's the way it should have been because, you know, Johan, again, the longest start of his career, the most pitches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Guys coming off shoulder surgery, you got to give him a little extra rest. I mean, you know, had a bad day. What can you say, sir? It's It, it just wasn't his uh, his night. That was a terrible series with the Yankees. The Mets really blew it. Um, just bad all the way around. So basically since our last show, the Mets took a downward horrible spiral up until – Last night, sir. Right. So basically, you could throw a game, throw, right. throw away the game on Friday night because that was pretty much a loss right from the get go. Santana didn't have it. I don't know if it was the honeymoon yeah. effect right after the no hitter. But sir, the next two games were winnable games, and the Mets resorted to the Mets of old, or last year and the year before, and uh, blew both games, uh, especially the game on Sunday where, you know. We we had a lead into the ninth inning. We we the game was tied. We lost on a, on a walk off home run. Yankees actually swept. And do you know that this is the first sweep in Yankees team since two thousand three? Doesn't surprise me. What, um, what does surprise me is the fact that the Mets have never swept the Yankees in any at either stadium, whether it's Shea City, the old Yankee Stadium, the current Yankee Stadium, the original Yankee Stadium, Wrigley Field, Fenway Park, or any other classic ballparks there. See, if we had a producer right now, I'd say you're probably wrong about that, believe it or not. I think the Yankees did get swept by the Mets one year. No, they didn't. They've never swept. Are you 100% sure? Trust me, I would bet your life on it. All right, we're going to research that, and by next week we will find out who is right. I, if we had a contest line, if we had a poll, we'd say who's right, JB or DG. <laughs> but we don't have that, so we carry on. So, sir... 
going into last night, I mean, going, yeah, going into last night, the Mets were one and what? One and five? Two plus three? Yeah, one and five on the road trip so far. And you didn't think, you didn't think that they'd have it in them, but they went down there and with Chris Young pitching, of all people, the Mets were able to actually win in Tampa Bay. That's a pretty gutsy win. I agree, sir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the Mets. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can call an eleven to two win gutsy, sir. I mean, it was an absolute. No, I don't mean gutsy in that. I mean in the terms of like the Mets actually won a game in Tampa Bay, which you know Tampa Bay is actually a good team. Oh yeah, well definitely. But they, they I mean, they scummed it up last night. Let's be honest, sir. Yep. And um, you saw from Sunday night. You saw some, um, hopefully, some good signs out of Ike Davis, and that's uh, the topic right now, is that is Ike Davis coming out of it? Do you see some good signs? And then there's only one albatross on the Mets team, and I'm sure you know who it is. It rhymes with gay, bay, and day. And, sir, first tell me about Ike Davis. Is he coming out of it, or is it too soon to tell? Well, first, let me tell you that you are wrong and I am right. The only sweep ever in the history of the world, in the history of... The Subway Series happened in 2003, but, sir, the Yankees swept the season series. Oh, the Mets were 0-6 against them. Every other year has been 5-1, and 3-3, and 4-2, 3-0. So the Mets have to try pretty hard uh, their next series at City to not get swept because that would be a disaster, and the Mets fans would start jumping off the bridges. Oh, and by the way, the all-time record between the two, the Yankees 52, the Mets 35. But as you were saying, sir, as I was. Uh, Ike Davis looks like he is coming out of it. I am excited about that. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm jacked, sir. Uh, definitely, definitely pleased about that because Ike is truly uh, a cog, an important cog in this team. And if he's going to start coming around at this point or at any point, it's definitely something to look forward to, sir. Because the Mets need him desperately, sir. And a score of 11 to two, as you alluded to before. Can you guess? I mean, you don't even have to guess. You know who went 0 for 5 last night. Uh, do you mean the incomparable, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Bay? What do you say? And I don't care what you say, sir. I don't care what anybody else says on talk on sports talk radio. Jason Bay is the worst free agent signing of all time. And don't give me Mo Vaughn because he. You mean in Mets history? In Mets history, I mean it could be in the worst of the history. I mean, who knows? I mean, give me somebody worse than Jason Bay right now. Uh, well, I know the Mets fans always ripped the Bobby Bonilla signing, but if you look at his stats, they were actually pretty good. He just wasn't the all-time greatest player. The Mets signed him to the largest free agent contract, the most money at the time. I think it was like five years, twenty-five million, if you remember back in those days, where you know money was uh, was thrown around so freely. But um, this this by far is the worst contract signing in the history of the Mets. I mean, this has been a total, complete and utter disaster. Disaster. Now, I mean, it, uh, I don't know. The Mets are not going to cut him, I don't think. What do you do at this point? Do you platoon him? Do you, do you send him down to the minors? The guy's making a lot of money. Unfortunately, baseball might be the only sport that they care about the money, and that's why the guy plays, because if this was football or basketball, the guy would be sitting the bench. Well, because the in terms of football, yeah, I mean, going against your salary cap is awful, so you do pay for it in a sense, but you're not forced to shell out that cash. In baseball, you're forced to pay the – and that's what I think is screwed up. They shouldn't have guaranteed contracts in baseball, but the fact that they do is what screws everything up because you have bums like this – or guys like Carl Provano or, you know, whoever you can think of, just this bad free agent signings from different teams, you're stuck with them for the entire contract. Look at Vernon Wells, one of the worst contract signings in history. And, you know, I don't even know what the hell team he's on right now. I forget. 
But, I mean, he was at the Blue Jays, and, and that almost crippled the franchise. My producers tell me here in 2004 the Mets did sweep the Yankees at Chase Stadium. Uh, I don't believe so, sir. Yep, they took three. Don't believe it? I, I'm telling you, my producer's telling me. Um, your producer, you don't have a producer, first of all, <laughs> so you can bite me. All right. So just Wait, what year did you say? 2004. I remember that year. No. Absolutely not. What does it say? Two and four. How did the Mets sweep? The record was the Mets won four. That was the first series, the season series win. The Mets went four and two against the Yankees. How, what did they have a four game series and then a two game series? Shut up! <laughs> Just shut up! And we out of your home. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Gotta love it. <laughs> so. What do you do with Jason Bay at this point? You haven't answered my question. Do you, do, you, do you sit him on the bench? He just came back from an injury. He just came back from being sick. He might have valet fever now. We don't know. Valet fever? Valet fever. Or that jungle fever. Uh, yeah, Mike calls it jungle fever. We sports guys call it valet fever. Um, honestly, I don't know. Like I said before, I hope that Ike has turned it around. And, but when you look at Jason Bay, it doesn't look like he's ever going to turn it around. We talked about the worst reason signing him in history. That, to me, is undoubted. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. He is by far the worst ever. When you look at the Mets, it's truly amazing what they're doing. I think we've said it time and time again, but the, the only thing that's keeping them above 500, honestly, right now is their, their starting pitching because their offense is minor league. I mean, Their offense is offensive. Offensive is offensive. Their, their bullpen is just as offensive, and um, their defense is atrocious. So, I mean, this team is like, what, four teams out of first place, maybe five games. Well, that's because, but that's only because the Nationals have gone on a major run. Other than that, the Nationals, they've been good but not great. So let's be honest there. Speaking of the Nationals, did you hear about the whole controversy with um, Steven Strasburg? Uh, no, sir. Well, it depends on what, what you mean by controversy. Well, controversy does create cash, sir. It does. Cash is money. I don't have that. Wait, okay. So anyway, sir, um, basically Steven Strasburg had uh, Tommy John surgery last year, correct? Yes, and they're going to shut him down, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. So can you imagine being a Nationals fan if this team is really this good throughout the year and then they just have to shut down one of their aces? I think what's probably going to happen with the Nationals, they're going to fall off come the second half of the year, so I don't think the fans are going to have anything to worry about. But at this point, I can see why you would be concerned. But then again, I mean, who who is really a Nationals fan anyway? This isn't a team with a long-standing history. You're not telling me that the guys in Canada and Montreal, Quebec are migrated with the team, so I really don't think that there's a ton of diehard national fans. No. So, I mean, you know, they can bite me as far as I'm concerned. No, it's all about what's in it for me. I'm talking it's all about, about the money. It's all about the money. I'm talking about the fact that if the Nationals do drop off, that's one less team in the division they have to worry about. And I don't know if the Phillies are ever going to recover at this point. The Phillies, uh, I don't think, I think it's, I mean, the thing about baseball, it's such a long season. The Phillies can go over. April, May, and June, and then July, August, and September really crank it up. I don't, I don't personally don't see that happening, but uh, you know, well, I guess we'll have to, we'll have to just see about that, sir. I can't believe Lee is having an atrocious year himself. I mean, he doesn't have his ERA. I guess is good, but he, has, he doesn't have as many wins as he should. Holiday's hurt. I mean, their offense is not there without Howard and Utley. So, um, if you if you tell me that the Nationals are going to shut down Strasburg after so many innings because of the Tommy John surgery. I think the Mets just have to stay afloat. And one thing which I heard through the rumor, I don't know how true it is, I mean, would you trade a headache for a headache? Would you trade Alfonso Soriano for Jason Bay? Well, what are Soriano's stats? And the thing is, what kind of contract does he have, sir? That's what I'm That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I'd be worried about that, too. I don't really know what his stats are, but they cannot be as bad as Jason Bay's. I mean, they really can't be. 
I mean, I think anything is possible, sir. They could, they could even be worse. Let, let, let me see. Let me see if I can get our, our intrepid producer, which would be me, uh, to see if I can find the, uh, the information here, sir. It seems like we have multiple producers tonight on a night that we are. Yeah, this, this is maybe this, not. This is going well, sir. This is going well. We, it's, out of your home. Yeah. Seven one four three six four four seven two one. We are breaking down the Mets as we speak, sir. It is pure gold. Let me ask you this. The Mets have Johan Santana going tonight. Johan! And R.A. Dickey tomorrow night, or vice versa. No, I think it's vice versa. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's vice versa. Dickey going Dickey's tonight. going tonight, yeah. The Dickey pipe. Um, I mean, if they sweep the, the race. Jason Bay. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, sorry, what you saying? Do you realize if they if they sweep uh, the series, they will have been 4-5, and five, and it's only a minus 1 in terms of the win-loss column? Yeah, well, I mean, let me ask you, sir. What, what made you think about Foster Allen? Because he's a headache? Because if you, he's got pretty good stats. So, and 276, 12 homers, 40 RBI. Uh, I mean, if you if you compare that with Jason Bay, it's not even close. To it. The thing with the thing with the Mets, sir, is that they need Davis to step up to the plate. They need Duda to continue hitting the way that he's hitting. But the, the Mets really do. The Mets have a minor league ball club on the field. Let's be honest, sir. The Mets have a minor league team, and that's pretty much what they're stuck with. And when you have a guy like Jason Bay carrying all that dead wood, it just hurts the team so much. Bay's got three homers, five RBI, batting 182, and so I know it's 276. I, I would probably make that trade, although some people probably think I'm absolutely nuts and on drugs or something, but, you know. Jason Bay. I'm sorry, are you playing I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm wondering what the, what in the world you, you're doing, sir, because you are just sucking it up big time. I think you're you're in, interfering with my sound bites. I do not think so, sir. So, anyway, what else is on the docket, sir? Well, what do you think? Do they, the Mets take the next two games uh, with their two best pitchers, or do you hope for a split? I hope for a split. I don't. Oh. I don't think they're going to sweep. I doubt it. So I'm hoping for a split, sir. All right, um, we'll see. I mean, two out of three. I'll take two out of three every series. I don't need sweeps. I just need two out of three. Even with your best two pitchers now going back to back. Yeah, I mean, they could go zero and two. The Mets could lose the next nine games. So you got to understand, it can always be worse than what it is. So I'll take. Again, I've taken the attitude this year of being more pos- uh, positive, uh, more optimistic, less negative, like I usually am. On this show, if you ever listen to us, you know that we're as negative as can be. So I'm trying to be as positive as possible and think that the Mets have a chance. The Mets are doing something. The Mets are ready, sir. They're ready, willing, and able to make that step. And I think it's going to be a good season. I'm, you know, I'm feeling good right now, and I'm not going to let you or your negativity or anything else uh, hold me down. Yeah, I'm negative. I want the sweep, and I'm negative. That 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 makes a lot of sense. Woo! So, sir, enough with the Mets, I guess. Wait, sir. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you this. When I look at the stats here for Jason Bay, he's been with the Mets. This is his third year. His first year, he hit two fifty nine, six homers, forty seven RBI. Oh, uh, is that all? Is that and all? He only played ninety five games, so he was injured. In twenty eleven, Jason played one hundred and twenty three games. He had twelve homers and fifty seven RBI. And hit two forty five, and that pretty much is where Soriano is right now, minus a few RBIs, and it's a much higher batting average. And then this year he's got three homers, five RBIs. So he's been on this team for three years, and he has a combined, an absolute combined twenty one homers, and his total RBI is about a hundred, hundred and ten RBIs. Do you know what happens when you talk about Jason Bay for more than two minutes on the show? What's that? 
You just lost half the fan base. Oh, please, uh, you know what? Let, let, let's move on. Let me ask you: Should we take a break before we go talk about basketball and my beloved Celtics that suck? Should we? Uh, I guess we could. You got uh, some new bites. Yeah, well, they're not new so much as old, but uh, yeah, we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. What's up, guys? This is actress Jen Lilly telling you to tune in to Pure Gold Radio. Pure Gold brings you amazing guests, awesome interviews, and great talk radio every week. Check them out at puregoldpg.com. This is actress Jen Lilly telling you to tune in to Pure Gold Radio. Pure Gold brings you amazing guests, awesome interviews, and great talk radio every week. Check them out at puregoldpg.com. Folks, welcome back. It's Pure Gold, 714-364-4721. Switching gears to the NBA, and sir, a week later we're in the finals, and unfortunately my team lost both games 6 and 7, and now we have a finals of the, the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Miami Heat. Yay. And I know you hate this term, but it's the sexy matchup, if you will. <laughs> I absolutely detest that. I think that anytime anyone talks about sports and uses the term sexy, you're a complete and utter moron. Um, that's a term that that's has not oh it's oh come on bro bro it's a sexy matchup bro. I mean the match, come on bro. You got Johan Santana and C C Sabathia, bro. Bro, bro, that, that that's that's sexy, bro. That's so sexy. Shut up. <laughs> so sir. The Celtics, they ran into a buzzsaw. I'm going to be honest with you. LeBron James was finally a superstar in Game 6 where he couldn't miss anything that he was throwing into the ocean. I mean, he just took over the game from the beginning, and the the Celtics had no shot from get-go. They were down 10 points after three minutes, I believe. And then, you know, the Celtics couldn't just recover from that. Going back to Game 7 then Saturday night, I was concerned, but you know what? The Celtics actually played a good game until the fourth quarter where they either ran out of gas or just couldn't hit a shot for their life. And unfortunately, the Celtics, not only does this mean the Celtics' year is over, but this probably also means the the, the run that they've had, which only results in one title their first year as the Big Three in 2008. But they made a good run in 2010, meeting the L.A. Lakers, unfortunately losing Game 7 to them in the finals. but They're done, sir. They're done. Let it go. Lock it up. Throw away the key. The Celtics are garbage. They're done. I take a big old dump on the Celtics. Because you know what? You and Kevin Canessa have no clue what the hell you're talking about. Let me just put it that way. You and, and the rest of these clowns who call the show have no clue. Sorry, you folks are not clowns. Only Canessa is a clown. You guys have no clue what's going on. The truth of the matter is when you look at the Celtics, they're, they're finished. They're washed up. Ray Allen's probably going to end up on another team. They blew it. They choked. They coughed it up. What they did, I thought we'd be sitting here, sir, after game one, uh, the Celtics and the Thunder, and the Celtics let me down. They literally decided to take a dirt nap, and they make me sick. Just like the Spurs make me sick, the Celtics make me even sicker because they were winning 3-2, to two, should have been a, a, a five-game series, and instead it, a, a five-game win, it ends up being a seven-game loss because they decided to take the last two games off. You and your team make me want to throw up. Terrible. And, and you know what? I can't even argue the fact that you're right about this because, you know, they do make me sick too. I mean, this was a chance to prove once again that, you know, a team like them, a storied franchise like them, could have won another title in a year that nobody expected them. A shortened season, mind you. Done, so, sir. They're done. Give it up. You're not going to be talking Celtics championships or anything for a very long time. I'm going to say, Ray Allen, get off my team. Get the hell out. 
don't need you no more. I want to keep Rondo. I want to keep Pierce for one more year because I think he has one more year in him. But I don't know if KG is going to resign. He's an unrestricted free agent, too. There's, all, there's talks about him retiring, talks about him going to the Nets. Why would you ever want to go to the Brooklyn Nets after you've been on the Celtics? Well, the Nets need a lot of star power and a little Kevin Garnett is old. I mean, they could definitely use him. The, the Nets need a ton of help, sir, but that's that's another time for another story. Yep. So we're here. Last night was game one of the finals between the Thunder and the Heat. The Thunder pretty much went through a buzzsaw uh, of teams to get to the finals, sir. They had, a, they had to play the defending champions, the Mavericks. They swept them in four. They sw- they didn't sweep. They they beat the Lakers in five quite handily, and then they they beat the the juggernaut, the machine that you said was going to just like not lose ever again, the San Antonio Spurs that were twenty and zero and decided to lose the next four. They ran out of gas, so the Thunder make it in, and I think I mean I don't most people have been telling me that they like the, the the Heat in this. I think the Heat, to be honest with you, are not that good of a team, even though they went through my Celtics. I mean they went through who. Um, they went through the Knicks, your team, which, I mean, that, that's not saying a lot. Then they went through the Pacers. <laughs> the Pacers are okay. And then the Celtics, probably the real team that they ran into, and they beat them in seven. And all the truth teams. is, yeah, the Celtics are old and they're, they're sloppy and they should have won that series. They're lucky that they, they – they're lucky that, that they're coming home. Uh, they're coming – they're even going to play a single game in the final, sir. Right. So, I mean, my prediction is the Thunder in five, and I just say that because I think that the Thunder are playing with such confidence right now and with such momentum. I just think that you're, they're going to win tomorrow night again at home. Then game three, usually the home team wins when they go back home. So I see Miami actually playing a really good game, their first game home. But then I think the Thunder is going to steal game four and five and win it in five. I mean, that's that's what I have. I mean, I think your prediction is close to it. Uh, why do you think the Heat are going to take two games? Is that your prediction, by the way? Yeah, I, I mean, because the, the Heat, has, they can still win. I mean, if LeBron plays the way that he played in game six and even in game seven and, you know, Wade gets his head out of his rear end and Bosch plays well, they can definitely take two. I mean, they could win this series. I, I don't see it personally, but they definitely can win the series, sir. It's, it's a possibility. You know what? It's funny is that nobody, I mean, do you think LeBron James gets enough heat uh, for w- when they lose, pun intended. Pun intended. Pun intended. Do I think he gets enough heat yeah. or too much heat? Meaning, do you think a lot, all the blame goes on to him when the team loses? <laughs> I think that for the most part, the fans blame him for everything. They would blame him for the economy if they could. What I find interesting is I was on the, I was on the Twitter last night, and uh, one of a guy who's supposedly a Heat fan. I don't know, no clue. I won't name him. He's not not worth mentioning, but. Um, he said that he found it interesting that when the Heat lose, the only guy around is Bosch. But when the Heat win, you never see Bosch, and all you see is James and Wade. That, to me, shows you the type of players these guys are. It shows you the kind of people they are. It shows you, sir, what kind of what kind of scum, absolute scum, because they're there when things are good, but when things are bad, they, they flee like uh, you know rats from a sinking ship. Yep. I, I, the reason why I mention that is because I think Dwayne Wade had a – a decent game last night, but he never gets any of the heat again, pun intended, uh, whenever they lose. So I don't understand how you could always blame LeBron James. And I'm a big LeBron, LeBron James, I guess you could call me a LeBron James hater, only for the fact that he had this whole big to-do. He decided that, you know, he's going to make this huge press conference, take his talents to South Beach, and win. he, his quote, He's going to win seven NBA titles. Uh, LeBron, uh, hello, Earth, uh, LeBron, you haven't won one title yet. Why don't you just try winning one before you win seven? 
Why don't you? I mean, this is ridiculous. LeBron James, um, this is why I want the Heat. Well, not only because they beat the Celtics, but I just don't want the Heat ever to win a title. I, I don't like the, their attitude. And I just think that Thunder is the team, the up-and-coming team that actually might win multiple titles. Believe it or not, that's the irony of it, sir, is that the Thunder is the team that actually might win a couple titles. Um, so game one was last night. You can't take a lot of stock into game one. Game two tomorrow night, I, I expect the Thunder to win again. And what makes you say that, sir? I just think that uh, the the Heat, I don't know if you saw the first half, and that's all I needed to see, was that the Heat was in control of pretty much that first half. And at the half, they were only down by seven, I think, the Thunder. So, And you had a lot of people scoring a lot of points uh, on the Heat, and they still were able to come all the way back. Durant is just such a complete player. I think it's his time. I think it's his time to take the title. And I think we might be looking at multiple championships. It's possible, sir. I mean, you know, you got to start with one first, but uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. I do think that the uh, the Thunder have a good team. I think that they are the better team. They're more complete, as it were. So, uh, you know, let's go Thunder. Thunder up, sir. Thunder up. As people have been saying, it's a meteorological wet dream. Well, I don't, I don't know Thunder what that means. Thunder and heat. I don't know what that means, sir. Yeah, I bet you don't. So, anyway, we got five minutes before our caller calls in to discuss the New Jersey Devils going down to the L.A. Kings. <laughs> right. Well, let's, go, let's go back to our caller for a second because uh, Kenneth is going to be co-hosting this show in a minute. Cause, uh, right. yeah, uh, I'll talk to him. I, I didn't want to talk to the guy. But that whole Mets sweep thing, the Mets did not sweep. Let's, there has not been a sweep, sir. The Mets have never swept the Yankees. Because, again, if you go back to that, when you look at 2004, that whole thing, you know, the Mets were four and two, so the Mets swept three games, and then what happened? Come on, the Mets, the Mets make us all sick, sir. I don't know why they Kev. make us all sick. Kev, when you come on, just make sure you mention why you think they swept in 2004, because I, I really remember that the Mets actually swept the series too. So I can. Uh, you're, 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 you, you <laughs> shut up! Just shut up! Three minutes before we get there, and we'll take a break too. Uh, but sir, some three minutes. So we got time for a couple nuggets. Let me ask you. Big horse racing fan that you are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How disappointed were you when you heard I'll Have Another was not going to race for the Triple Crown? I was actually hoping the secretary would make a comeback and win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely disappointing, sir. There's no <laughs> – there is no doubt about it that it was <laughs> huge horse racing, huge. man. Huge. Um, <laughs> wow, sir. You know, I, I, I got it. Oh, Mike loves horse. Mike, Mike should own horses. I think that, uh, sir, when you look at the whole scenario, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, what can I tell you, sir? It's a shame. I don't think there's ever going to be a triple crown, and uh, I think I stand corrected because I see Canessa possibly is right that the Mets did sweep the three games at Yankee Stadium. Oh, Oh, baby! I do remember correct. (laughs) The first time. The first time. uh, I admit that I'm wrong. Uh, But aside aside from that, sir. Joe Joe Walton. Joe Walton. What's up, Joe? Hey, Mike, I am right. <laughs> well, you're not right. Uh, Kenneth is right. I, I remember 
remember you that. You don't know anything. Shut <laughs> up. You're such a, you're, you're a scum of the earth. I remember that. No, you don't. You don't remember Dan. I don't know what year it was. But, 2004. But aside yeah, from that, sir, shut up. Aside from that, um, I think that it's a shame that there's not going to be another Triple Crown winner. I honestly don't think we're ever going to have another Triple Crown winner, so I, that, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. In sir. baseball or in horse racing. Or in horse racing. Well, definitely not in baseball. We may have a Triple Crown uh, world champion of some sort in WWE right. or TNA, but that's about Oh, wow. I actually mentioned those two things. We, we haven't talked them for, for a couple of weeks, and I just have to throw that out there. But, yeah, Triple Crown's not happening, sir. It's a shame because, you know, the, did this guy get? Did they put him out to pass? Did they shoot him? What did they do with his horse? Well, it's interesting because you wanted me to nugget this, and that's why I said you're such oh, a horse yeah. racing fan. I did? Yeah, you told me you wanted me to mention this. So it's interesting. Oh, no, with horse racing, even tendonitis in the one of the hooves of the horse. Hooves? I think it's hooves. Yeah, hooves. Whatever. The the horse could actually have to retire permanently, and that's what happened to I'll Have Another. This horse had to retire permanently, which is crazy because there are times when a horse races – just like it happened about four or five years ago, even maybe seven or eight years ago, where the horse actually raced was going for a triple crown. I don't remember the horse's name. I'm such a big horse racing fan. Ask Francesca about that. But anyway, they had to actually euthanize the horse right on the track maybe like five minutes later. That's how much pain the horse was in, and they, didn't know, they couldn't save the horse. They had to euthanize it. Wait, they euthanized uh, I'll Have Another? No, no. I'm talking about the horse that about seven, eight years ago. Oh. He was racing for the Triple Crown. Sir, I, I completely tuned you out because you're talking horse racing. I, th- I thought they killed the other horse. So, so what do they do with these horses exactly? They, they, I mean, they, they take them out back, like the like the saying goes. They shoot them. I mean, they shoot them in the head. Uh, wh- what's that? I mean, you grew up on a farm. How does that work? <laughs> I grew up on a farm. I, I think it's a shame because it really is like animal cruelty, sir. I mean, I'm not a huge animal lover per se, but it, it's definitely animal cruelty. I mean, if you, if I'm telling you that the horse cannot live without. Uh, being able to stand on Yeah, but feet. they abuse these horses, and, and they cause the the horse the horse's death. You don't see the horses, uh, you know, the, the the guy breaks his leg, the horse takes out a gun and shoots him. I mean, come on. Right. I'm sure our animal rights-loving fans are going nuts right now. I just have to throw that out there. All right. But, you know, sir, before we have, we have a, speaking of, uh, you know, the next segment. Before we get into that, uh, I think that uh, I think that we need to take a little break here, sir. We need to recoup. I'm going to be on hiatus until uh, <laughs> this segment is over. So uh, you know, sir. <laughs> take it easy. Uh, all, all I can say is, oh baby, flush toys. Hey, this is Ana Rodriguez, Miss Texas USA 2011, and I want you to check out Pure Gold Radio at puregoldpg.com. You can listen in to their show every week with David and Joe. They are simply pure gold. Hi, I'm Anna Prosser, Miss Oregon USA 2011 and professional video gaming personality, and you're listening to Pure Gold Radio. Welcome back, folks. It is 631, and Pure Gold is still alive and on the air. 714-364-4721. Two nights ago, unfortunately, the devil season came to an end, and we have returning once again Kevin Canessa to talk about the end of the season. Unfortunately, the, the Devils weren't able to make it to Game 7, bring it back home. I knew if they were able to, they were going to definitely win it. But, sir, how are you doing this evening? Hey, Joe. Uh, before we get to that, uh, isn't it great anytime we can get uh, uh, David and, 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 and absolutely be no, he no, he's completely wrong about something. I, mean, well, I, 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 I don't know about you, I love it. 
Yeah, I love it too because I was, I mean, I wasn't a hundred, I was close to 100% sure that the Mets had done that one year. It was a year that they were really bad, actually. I think 04 was a bad year for them, right? Yeah, it was Art Howe's last year. So it was, oh, okay. that yeah. was like the, the worst year. I had to look it up because, like you, I knew it happened one year. I couldn't remember what year it was. I found it on uh, meetthemess.com. That's where uh, they had they had a whole breakdown of every year since 97. They gotcha. won three at, at Shea. And, and they did. And, and he was right. David was right. The Mets were 4-2 and two that year against the Yankees. But if you're 4-2, and two, that means you could have won three three games and won or went one stadium. So I guess exactly. that's a bit strong point, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, he's not right here to tell you otherwise. So you're right. His math is a little off. So, sir, unfortunately, we're here to talk about the Devils season over, the hockey season's over. And let's just say that I I was starting to really, really believe the one shift, one period, one game at a time because the Devils took care of the L.A. Kings in L.A. game four, came back and won game five, and I thought all the momentum in the world was on the Devils' side until, and, uh, you know, you, you hate to pin this on a referee or not, but there was a non-call to Gianta, and then maybe 30 seconds later, even less than that, there was a, a Bernier Bernier hit the whatever the guy's name is. You'll tell me who his name is because I'm I'm so upset right now. Uh, he hit him, got a boring penalty. It was a major penalty, and the, the the Kings scored three goals. That's pretty much the game. That's pretty much the season and the season. Interestingly, too, uh, I forget who it was he hit too. I was so disgusted by it. That was another example of one period at a time, and they dominated that period. That the Kings scored the three goals in the five minute span. And uh, and uh, 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 for all intents and purposes, that was it. Uh, you know, they hit the post at the end of the second period, I think. Maybe it was the first period, which would have brought it to 3-1. to one. It might have changed the momentum a little bit there, but that was it, really. But, you know, the thing that's bugging me, Joe, is that there's a lot of people out there, and people on Twitter are, are idiots sometimes, you know, that, that, are, that are trying to blame this whole series loss on Steve Bernier. You can't do that. You can't blame... Blame the guy. He he didn't get the team down three to nothing in the series to begin with. Yes, it it, it ultimately cost Game Six, but that, that, that's not the reason they lost the series. They lost the series because they lost two heartbreaking overtime games in Games One and Two, and then they got they got humiliated in Game Three. This series loss, uh, unfortunately, people are going to remember the hit from Bernier, but that's not the reason they lost the series, and it's pretty sickening that people are saying some crazy things about him. You know, I feel bad for this guy. I'm not sure if, you know, people, you know, of course, I'm not even sure what he looks like. He's one of the few I couldn't recognize, but I wouldn't want to be Steve Bernier right now having to live in this state uh, after what happened. It was that bad, uh, the way people have reacted to him. I think, you know, he has a friend in Steven Gianta, I mean, because, you know, he really was retaliating from what the Gianta, the guy that hit Gianta, I mean, if anything, right. you, you feel happy or proud that this guy's your teammate because he's still for your team, and yes, his head was not in the moment because he knew that he didn't know that like if he boarded the guy it'd be a major penalty with the blood that made it a major obviously so he, he was looking to maybe get a two minute roughing or just you know hopefully the referee wouldn't have caught that one because let's face it that Gianta hit I mean it was right in front of the referees I don't know what they're watching I'm not going to say that the series was uh, based on that I just thought that the game the whole complexity of the whole game uh, just changed after that. And you got a major, you get three goals scored on you. I mean, you're you're in trouble. Yeah, and you know, uh, I was reading just a little while ago, Pete DeBoer finally talked about that. The team is living about that non-call. Yeah. Uh, and I got to admit, I missed the call because I turned away for a couple of seconds. I missed the call, and then I saw the Bernie hit. 
what's remarkable about that too, though, is that they called almost everything in a in a in a deciding game, which often doesn't happen. You know, the the refs will often swallow their whistles after you know when you when you realize it's a deciding game the way that it was for the Kings. They didn't do that after the Bernier hit. They called everything, which is remarkable because the most blatant, well, I shouldn't say the most blatant, but but one of the worst non-calls throughout the whole series, they just let go. I mean, you said it right. You look at the, you look at the replay. You know, it's not the not as if the officials weren't there to see it happen. They absolutely saw it happen. Didn't call. But again, uh, let's not blame the officiating for the loss here. You know, I, I don't like when fans do that. I don't. I don't. You, if, if you're a good team, you find a way to to rebound from that. And uh, quite frankly, the penalty kill was not that good throughout most. Of the I like turtles. Dave's back. Sorry about that, Kevin. You were saying the penalty. The penalty. Uh, what are we talking about? Penalties. Oh, the basketball, Gary, football. Like what are we talking about? Crap about what I was talking about. You don't. Yeah, you, you can get two craps. <laughs> In fact, he did get two craps. <laughs> I almost said a bad word. By the way, I almost said a curse, so I stopped. But I stopped. Oh, bro, please, thank you, sir. How about the fact that now, how about the fact that now you're back and you were wrong? That you know, you, your math is a little off. If the Mets go four and two, that means they can't actually sweep a series. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally mean they were, disagree. They didn't have a 2-1 in both series, uh, David. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't mean they were 2 You know what? I, I think that you wrote that Wikipedia article, Kevin, as far no. as I'm concerned. You know what it is? I don't, I don't remember the Mets ever sweeping a subway series because I remember thinking to myself, damn, the Mets never win these series. They'll win two at the most, but for the most part, they'll start out strong and then you know flush it down the toilet like I just yeah. did. just said, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, that was one of those. But sorry, I know you were talking hockey. I know you were talking about Zach Parisi saying there's no way he's going to the Rangers, so continue, sir. Well, we, we actually didn't get to that, but since you brought it up, uh, I actually posted the video <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, and he absolutely said that. He said, he said the, the guys were, were kind of great, the media guys said, would you ever consider going across the river to play for the Rangers? And he just said, no, like in a true Minnesota way, and the and the, uh, the the media guys who were there erupted in laughter, and that was it. He just moved on. But he, he basically said, "No, you stupid morons. There's not a chance in 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 on God's good earth that I'm going to play for that team." And that's that's reassuring. <laughs> Even if he doesn't come back, the fact that he said that about the Rangers is good enough for me to last for the summer. <laughs> so tell me, as a devil, um, a diehard devil fan, does Brodeur come back for another year or two? I think he's going to want to now. You know, like he said, he he said he wanted to anyway. Uh, but I think he's not going to want to go out having not won a cup. And he firmly believes that this team is championship caliber, and that they they were just a couple. And, I, and he's right; they were just a couple of uh, goals away from winning the Stanley Cup. So I think he wants to come back for another year. And he did say he would test the free agent uh, free agent market, but he couldn't see himself playing for anybody but the Devils, which is also a good thing. If he the the only team, however. I could I could honestly say I could understand it if he left would if is if he wanted to go and play for a year in Montreal. I've always thought that deep down he wanted to get a year and play a year back at home. And I right. would accept that. I, I would be perfectly fine with that if he decided he wanted to play in Montreal and Montreal had a need for him. But Kev, isn't he American born? I know he's a, he's a French Canadian no. by uh, descent. Well, he's French. He's American. He's an American citizen. He became a citizen a year or two ago. Uh, but he's got dual citizenship. But he was born in Quebec, uh, in a French-speaking uh, part of the province of Quebec. So, but he grew up a Canadian fan. So, so he's a French fan. You're telling me. Well, sir, uh, you know, are, are you sure about this? Well, yeah, I'm absolutely positive. 
So are you sure about this? Because I'm looking up some information here, and it says he was born in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So uh, that's Zach uh, Barisi. Zach Barisi was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Martin Brodeur, we're talking about here. You see, you got the oh, name. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we, we went on to Brodeur. Oh, 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 you know what it is? You know what it is? You're fired. I, I gotta tell you, Kevin. Honestly, I'm looking at Twitter while you're talking. You're fired. <laughs> Clearly. I'm looking at Clearly. Twitter and you're talking about French people. I'm thinking Parisi sounds French. That must be what we talked about. He's such a coward. Well, his, his father was born in His father's uh, Quebecois, I believe. Uh, by the way, I do the same thing when you guys talk about wrestling, too. So don't feel badly that you're not paying any attention to me. <laughs> yeah, so. but at least, uh, at least we're not on the phone with you while you're looking at Twitter. The way I see... Yeah, the the way I see the Devils though, uh, because I didn't watch every game this year. I'll be honest with you. My dad is the big diehard fan, um, but for the money that they spent on Cole Chuck, I think he's hot and cold. I, I you think he's hot? What, what, is he he hot? what are you talking? Go take a deuce. Go <laughs> drop another deuce, will you? Just reach and, over the counter and smack him, please. Now. It doesn't. I don't even blame him. Literally, like a foot and a half away from him. But anyway. Um, you know, the the Devils, I feel like Kovalchuk is not that superstar player that the Devils need. I feel like he takes days he takes days off, takes nights off. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really give it all all the time. He, he He's very lazy sometimes. Yeah, I, I, you, you have seen those spurts where he goes seven games without scoring a point. You know, not even just goals. We're talking assists here. And um, the, the thing, though, and, and I think we're going to find this out. You found, we found it out after the flyer season was over that there were six guys who needed surgery probably going to be the same thing with Kovalchuk. Something's not right, you know, whether right. it's hip or his leg or something. Uh, he was, he scored one empty net goal in this entire final series. That's, that's pitiful. You know, and he, you know, and he was, and I, I wouldn't say he was even on, on par. If the Devils had won, he wouldn't have even been in consideration for Smythe. Uh So the truth of the matter is he, 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 he was probably hurt. But you're right, his, his inconsistencies, even when he's not hurt, uh, that's why you keep hearing everybody say the face of the franchise is not Ilya Kovalchuk, it's Zach Parisi. You know, he may, uh, Kovalchuk may be the most skilled player on the Devils, but I saw this written that Parisi is the best all-around player on the Devils, and I think that's that speaks a lot about Kovalchuk. He doesn't now, have can that I ability. ask you, sir, sir yeah. oh. were you the one that wrote this article that you're talking about? I mean, no. who wrote nope. <laughs> no, no, it was Rich Shear from the Star Ledger. Uh, so uh, no, no, I did not write that. I would always say I, if I wrote something, I would always give credit to myself. To yourself? Yeah. Yeah. If I wrote you know it, what yeah, I you know what I learned about this year, and it's it's become more and more this way in the NHL season. What I learned this year is that obviously, definitely, maybe if you just get into the playoffs, you get a hot goaltender, anything could happen. And let's look at the who won the Stanley Cup. Who won the Stanley Cup, an eight-seeded Kings. True, they're not supposedly, quote-unquote, an eight-seed, but you know what? They were the eight-seed. So they were. <laughs> they were. So, basically, you get into the playoffs, you you, you get one of those eight-seeds, and anything can happen. So, that's why it's kind of disappointing, too, that the Devils weren't able to finish the job, because next year, you know, oh, they could... Oh, very nice. Oh, brother. <laughs> 
Anyway, hey, like would I said, you play, would you be, if 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 Mike McCarl were on the phone right now, would you be playing those stupid things? Honestly, he probably wouldn't. Well, if Mike McCarl was on the phone right now, I would just be listening to him talking about Johan Santana for the next twenty minutes. But since it's you, sir, and you're practically family, you're practically uh, you're practically my uh, second cousin <laughs> twice removed. I figure, you know, what the hell? You know, it's funny is we had a guest one time who we talked to you much more than this guest, but they, I think this guy got pissed off at Joe because Joe kept playing these same. Bits, no, and I had to, I had to smooth things over. That so, guy is a loser. If you're talking about bright lights, <laughs> I challenged him to a fight. <laughs> I love it. Are you kidding? I, I think it's great that you're playing them when I'm talking. I feel bad if, I, if they're not being played. So somebody really <laughs> did, huh? Boy, speaking of yesterday, did you see Salakata going crazy again with these like Daniel Murphy things and all this other stuff last night? No, oh, you know God, what? He's, can, a, can, he's such an insecure little baby that he is. <laughs> Talk talk about that a little bit. I, I, I didn't mean to cut the hockey talk off, but cut that. Talk about that for a second because I know there's quite a few fans. I, I, Sal blocked me, as as many of you know. Sal blocked me because I I made fun of his Falcons, the putts that he is. He called me a moron and, and he blocked me off Twitter. So I blocked him off Twitter in response because that, of course, is the mature thing to do. But anyway, a lot of the Mets fans that I follow always put stuff on there about how um, Sal said this and Sal said that. And I tell why are you following him? They're like, no, I don't follow him, but somebody's talking about him, and it becomes this whole big thing because he's Riven Murphy. Now, I don't like Mike Murphy that much personally, but talk to us a little bit about that there. Well, you, you know, the first, it, it started a couple of days ago. Uh, it got really ugly during the Subway Series when he said the Mets have no business playing on the same field as the Yankees. Uh, well, he's sort of right, but it's just the way he put it. And then Yesterday, I, I don't want to. I don't want to misquote what he said because I don't remember precisely. But he made some comment like people seem to like Daniel Murphy just because he's Irish. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 that's stupid that you would make. Well, that's actually the reason I don't uh, like him, uh, Sal. I mean, Kevin. Uh, thank Maybe. you. Thank you very much. Obama. Seventy-five percent <laughs> Irish too. So, uh, but, but the truth of the matter is, it's like, come on, bro, calm down. I mean. Yeah, and you put it best. When you think about the people who, what a privilege it is to be paid to talk about sports, how he gets paid to do this. Uh, you know, he's just resting on his laurels of being Mike's, Mike's old producer. That's all he'll but ever carry. What amazes me, sir, is I listen to guys like you, and this is not to blow smoke up your hindquarters because you're a liberal and I can't stand you, but the truth is that, you know, when you come on the show, you give good, solid opinions on sports. You know, we have we have guys, quality people, quality guests on the show, right. and you, you know, you talk about sports in an intelligent way. And I, I told Joe this off the air that I think you're, you're one of our best callers and one of our best contributors, if not the best, because I don't know what the hell happened to Todd, our former update guy, but I think he's I think he's uh, you know on suicide watch. But aside from that, the, the truth of the matter is that you have guys like Sal getting paid money, you know. And this isn't a, this isn't a hyper ourselves up. But John, I, I believe that we put on an entertaining show. You have great uh, sports opinions. We can sit here and talk for hours and, and be more interesting than half the guys on the radio. When you look at the Craig Cartons of the world, when you look at the Sal Cardas, but Sal's a, a baby, you know. At least Craig, he, he does his thing and he's successful at it. I don't know how these guys get jobs, and why is it that we're sitting here in Joe's basement out of our homes? And, you know, I, I just don't get it. Where these, these goofs are making all this money that should be going to people who actually know what the hell they're talking about. Well, you, 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 you sort of answered your own question in the name of your show, Pure Gold PG. I mean, all right, now, now take PG just, just on its own, not that it's the acronym for pure gold, okay? When you're talking about a PG type of show, this is the type of show that you and Joe 
have set out to do. You've accomplished. It's been awesome. I mean, and I said this to you yesterday, too, and when I wished you a belated happy birthday a few minutes past midnight last night, this morning, rather. And and, 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 and it's this is the, the truth. I, I consider myself very lucky to have met you guys the day we did at Menlo Park when we were trying out for WFAN. And I realized something thinking about back at that day. Part of the reason why I know I'll never be on here is because we're not going to go out and we're not going to talk about big breasts. We're not going to go out there and talk about babes. We're not going to go out there and talk talk guy talk, you know, like that, that Carton does. And that a lot of these wackos do. And you know it. It's what they do. It's what makes them successful because they, they bring they bring the level of sophistication down below the belt. And, and that's what for some reason or another in sports radio seems to to be successful. That's not to say everybody's like that because Mike's not that way uh, all the time. Joe and no, Mike just repeats way. himself a hundred times over and over right, again. And, uh, right. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> right. And he, and he makes six million a year for doing that. I mean, but the the bottom line is like when 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 you put on a. Clip, no, wait, no, 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 wait a second. No, wait a second, David. Wait, David. David. <laughs> First of all, wait a second. First of all, wait a second. Wait a second, David. For a second, let me. Wait a second. What's the name of your show? Pure gold. Pure gold. Yes, sir. You were saying, sir? You do it from your house? Out of your home? On a telephone? How do you do that? Like on the internet? But the truth is, I'm just saying one last time. When you put on a classy show, and when you when you are too class act. We are class You should just attend our production meetings. You, do, you wouldn't think we're PG. <laughs> well, that's, that's different. You, and, 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 and you know the real me. I'm not exactly a PG person either. I say a lot of bad words sometimes. So uh, after I did, when we, when we, after we tried out for WFAN, when I had a few nice words for Eric Spitz and, and uh, Mark Turdoff, yeah. but, <laughs> I mean, but as you know, but, but again, you know what the interesting thing is? When I did that, that got that got a lot of attention, believe it or not, and partly probably because I was a foul-mouthed idiot when I did it. So, again, <laughs> sometimes that's what it takes, and I don't understand it, and that's why I don't think I'll ever break into this industry ever again either. You know, it's just well, not what it is, sir. You can either be a foul-mouthed idiot or a complete idiot like my co-host, Joe. And the truth is that when you look at the landscape of pro sports, think about this for a second since we're on the topic. Mike Francesa knows a lot of history. He does know stuff. I, I can't knock him from that. But Mike's opinion is just as valid as your opinion or my opinion. Same thing with Lakata. Same thing with Evan. I mean, sometimes I listen to these guys, and I think they have no clue what the hell they're talking about. But, you know, they have jobs they do. And what makes them any different than you or I? Nothing, really, except they have a bigger platform than we do. But, you know, none of us work behind the scenes in, in baseball. We don't work behind the scenes in hockey. We just give our opinions because we see things the way we see them, and that's it. But, you know, uh, Joe, if you could chime in on that, I mean, the truth is when you look at the, the, the Mike Francesa, what do they know more than us? Not much. Joe, they were at the right time. Time. What's up, Joe? Oh, hey, they Mike. were at the right place at the right time. That was yep. part of the thing. You know, Mike was there in 1987 when this was all new. He was young. He was our age. You know, he was in his 30s. And he, he knew what it was, he, you know, he just happened to be there at the right time. And we've come into this at a point where getting in that business, oh, jeez. I mean, I, I mean, when I think about it, I was pretty close a couple of years ago. I, I was starting to make some progress when I was, you know, producing Sid's show on, on, uh, on the, we did an internet show for six months. And I was pretty damn close. But then once one thing fell apart, it was over. And then there was nothing I could do, and I realized it was first of what a challenge it was even to get to that point, and that it was a challenge, and I'm not sure I'll ever get back to it again. 
and 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 part of that was because if this were 15 years ago and we had this ability, it might be a different story. But it's it is it's 2012. It's with the internet, and um, I don't know. I just think that, that that a lot of those guys were just simply lucky to be at the right place at the right time. All right now, Kev, we do appreciate your time. Uh, the, the hockey season, we're, we're done with actually the hockey talk. I'll be honest with you. I love how Joe, yeah. Joe does this all the time. Joe never comments on anything. He asks questions. We do these interviews. These people make all these great points, and Joe was like, "All right." So anyway, I was thinking a dump the other day, and I wanted to talk about that. Continue, Joe. Thank you, <laughs> Kev. You're an honor and a gentleman. We don't like the, the baseball season. Such you're a long season. Did you just say Kevin? You're I'm an, an honor. honor. Yes, I am. Oh, an honor. you make me sick. All right. Shut up. We'll drop a deuce. Uh, so anyway, you know, the, the Mets season is a long season. We'll, I think we're going to have you on throughout the Mets season. Um, you'll be our offbeat reporter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Which love which will be great. And, um, yeah, the hockey draft is coming up in a couple of weeks, no? I don't follow the hockey draft. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I find it interesting, and I was talking about this the other day, how hockey, the finals just, just finished, They're just and then two weeks later, not even two weeks later, you have the draft. You told me hockey has such a short off season and stuff. So, I mean, it would be interesting yeah. if the Devils get anybody to have Kevin on there so I can, you know, go to the bathroom again during the show. <laughs> well, hey, Kevin, I have an assignment for you, actually. Okay, if, I'm ready. If, if if somehow you are able to get whoever the Devils do draft, find the, if they have a Twitter, and maybe get him on Pure Gold, the three of us could actually interview him before he gets rich and famous. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I can certainly try that, and I also have a direct line to the coach, Peter DeBoer, so I'm sure you're oh, wow. having him on, right? Hey, so, are uh, you, are you, know, you kidding me? That'd be great. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to prepare David on who he is. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a second, wait a second, Kevin, would you wait a second? You actually have a direct what? line to the to the uh, Devils head coach, Lou Amarillo, I mean Peter DeBoer? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened when Pete first got hired. You know, I knew I knew Pete through Sid when because he was the coach of the Panthers for three years, and Sid had him on every week for three years as a special guest. And um, I actually was supposed to have dinner with Pete in uh, in August, uh, but I wound up moving, so I never actually had a chance to have to, to meet uh, meet him and, and have dinner with him. But I mean, I was talking to him before on the phone and, and through email, and I, I left him alone all season long because. I didn't want to seem like that obsessive fan, like, oh, yeah, yeah, can you get me tickets? Can I come down and meet you guys? You know, so now that the season's over, once he settles down, I'll send him another email, congratulate him, and he'll be on the show. So we'll, we'll. Now, and then again, I've also been trying to get Sid Rosenberg on the show with you guys for two years, and that hasn't quite happened yet either, so don't hold me to it just yet. Let me, let me, let me get the magic roll. Kev, the, the, the fact that you're trying for us, is all that we need to hear. That's more than any, than any of our so-called producers have ever done. So let's, 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 let's be honest about that. But that would actually be awesome to talk to to Pete about yeah. uh, a little video that I saw of him where he's looking at the he's looking at the crowd and actually looking at the camera and the camera sees him looking up and then he he looks up, moves over, and he gets right in front of the woman's <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was a porn star, by the way. That was, was a porn star. star. Yep. <laughs> that is unbelievable. When I saw it. I'm like that. That can. And I recognize. It. I'm like that's the devil's head coach. I couldn't believe it. That that's the kind of thing. We'll we'll spend 30 minutes just talking about that. We won't even ask him hockey. We'll say, Peter, what were you thinking when you did that? <laughs> he said he wasn't distracted. I don't know how he wasn't because they were humongous. And the truth of the matter is, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I, I you know I don't want to sit here and say I know the guy well. But he, 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 to me, as a fan of the Devils for, for 30 years or whatever it is now, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a head coach as much as him. And I used to adore Jacques Lemaire. Me so, too. I'm, yep. So this All guy, that discipline. Yep. And the thing was, nobody 
wanted him to be the coach. Everybody's like, Peter who? He coached the Panthers. He's got to suck. Uh, and he, he hasn't. He's, you know, he's wonderful. He's a, he's a great guy. And, and, and I think, uh, uh, to, to me, he, the Devils wouldn't be where they were this year without him. So that speaks a lot about the guy and his character. Gotcha. Kevin, as always, yep. a pleasure. We'll, we'll be talking offline when we'll have you on next. We'll, we'll work something out. I feel like you've become an honorary, or if not the, the fourth member of Pure Gold, and it's definitely great talking to you, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon, sir. Okay, Joe. Thank you very much. And David uh, would say it was a pleasure, but it wasn't. <laughs> Take care, son. Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, and you too. <laughs> Take care, son. Bye. Folks, it's 6.55. We're running almost into the overrun. I just want to take one last quick break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about some wrestling. No Way Out is this Sunday. Briefly, briefly, and a couple other nuggets that I have. This is Josh Eisenberg from ChairShot Reality on WrestleZone.com. Tune in each week to Pure Gold Radio with Dave and Joe as they talk about professional wrestling, music, movies, whatever's on your mind, they'll get to it. Pure Gold Radio, Dave and Joe, the best out there, laying the smackdown each week. That's Pure Gold Radio. And we are back, sir. I know you don't want to talk about it, but first, before I get to that, I have another note. Can we go two shows without talking wrestling? We can, but uh, no way else this Sunday. I just want to go over two <laughs> things. But before we do, on Saturday night, after the um, the Celtics lost to the Heat, I actually stayed up to watch uh, one thing with my friend. Um, he had ordered a pay-per-view, and we watched the Manny Pacquiao fight. Let me tell you, I do not watch boxing for this reason alone. I want to watch Manny Pacquiao because I thought eventually he'd fight Mayweather in the ultimate fight that everyone's been talking about. But bang, sir, bang, I mean, bang, bang, And, sir, that's what happened this past Saturday, believe it or not. Manny Pacquiao was dominating the match. I don't know what the three officials, I don't know if you even know how, score, how the scoring is done, sir. No, I do, I do. Basically, there's a 10 and a 9. Yeah. So you know that. So Manny Pacquiao, I even scored the, the, the fight at home like Mr. Letterman does for us. And if you don't know Mr. Letterman, he's a guy that was a, a judge for many years, and he actually does the, uh, the announcing on HBO. But he even had the fight. Are I you believe, talking about Max Kellerman? No, Howard Letterman. Okay, David Letterman. No, Howard Letterman. So anyway, the fight was ten to two in terms of winning the uh, the Manny Pacquiao win the, the rounds. I had it nine to three or even uh, maybe eight. No, it was nine to three definitely. And the fact that Manny Pacquiao lost that fight because of judges, a split decision. I mean, you probably don't care about a, anything about boxing just as much as horse racing. But sir, no, no. this is the reason why I don't watch boxing for this sham of us. Uh, the judges were so off on this. Well, the reason I don't like boxing, it's not that it's not interesting. It's that a similar situation, sir. Let's go back in time. Axel Schultz and George Foreman, oh, yes. and then I, that fight yes. turned me off from boxing forever. I did see the uh, the, the Mayweather, uh, you know, Delano fight, but really, I just can't get into it, sir. When when you have that that scam, that absolute sham, where Axel Schultz beat the crap out of George Foreman, and they gave Foreman the fight because of who he is, that to me is a boxing and wrestling is fake, yes, but we know that going in. That fight turned me off forever because it was so terribly rigged. Wasn't that? What, fight in Germany? I believe it was. I, I could have uh, Kevin Canessa look that up for us, sir, but, uh, you yeah. know, continue. Anyway, so I saw the fight. Let's just say if they ever do a Manny Pacquiao-Mayweather fight now, 
a lot of the money has gone away from Mayweather. I'm sure Mayweather would have loved to sign this this deal way before this match because now uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a draw. Manny Pacquiao lost a fight, and I know that you know it's ref, uh, judges induced. They're probably going to have to have a rematch between Manny Pacquiao and Bradley, um, maybe a year or even six months down the road, probably a year, and that's going to take another year off of Manny Pacquiao. He's getting up there in age, sir. Um, most people would have loved to see the fight. Uh, I, I still want to see the fight, but I just, I just want to let everyone know that boxing is just a joke and it's a dying sport, sir. After Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather retire, I don't think I think boxing goes downhill. I can't even name you the world heavyweight champion. I I can't either. Uh, I, I last I checked, it was one of the Klitschko brothers, but I could be wrong on that. Probably still is. But sir, you're right. 1995, it was actually in Las Vegas, so you were not correct. It was oh. not there. But that was a scam. That was a joke. And when I look at that, sir, it goes his his other like four or five fights around that time were all in Germany. But uh, it was a scam, sir, an absolute scam. And and that to me showed me that I can't watch boxing. I can't take it seriously. It made me so sick to my stomach because I saw the entire fight. There was no way in hell. That um, that Foreman won that fight. He won because of the name, because of who he is, sir. Anyway, enough of boxing talk. Because, uh, like I said, it's a dying sport. I don't think it's going to go. Uh, I don't think it's it, it's gotten worse and worse. And then to have this happen this past Saturday was just awful. I thought from one awful thing to another. This Sunday is not only Father's Day. By the way, sir, isn't it your first Father's Day? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know how old my daughter is. So yeah, it's my first fa- actual Father's Day. Well, how 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 great is that, huh? First Father's Day. That is pretty great. Sir. I have to admit. Uh, woo, PG. PG. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you, sir. Are you gonna wish me one? Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, you scum sucker. Thank you. Anyway. Pay-per-view this Sunday, pay-per-view that you wanted to go see originally in person, which I have no idea why you want to go watch the WWE pay-per-view. Wait, sir. Let alone on Father's Day. Let me cut you off real quick. You talked about the boxing heavyweights. If this is correct, the current champions are, I was right, Vitaly Klitschko is the WBC champion, Vladimir Klitschko is the IBF (laughs) champion, Vladimir Klitschko is the WBO champion, and Vladimir Klitschko is the ring champion, sir. And the WBA champion as well. Why can't they just fight each other and unify the title? That would be that would be a big moneymaker. Two brothers going at it for the the unification of eight different titles to make the world title <laughs> of boxing. And don't forget, sir, you got the uh, uh, Vitaly is also the WCW champion yes, and the ECW right. champion. But the other Klitschko, I believe, is the hardcore champion and the cruiserweight champion. And and Vitaly actually also simultaneously holds the European, the light heavyweight, the retired television title from WCW. <laughs> And the cruiserweight title all rolled up into one, even though he's a heavyweight. And the other T, uh, the other Klitschko has the TNA title, the one before the one that Bobby Roode has. And he, uh, he's also carrying around the Jeff Hardy TNA title. Oh, and by the way, Vitaly is also the NWA champion. Do you? Oh, <laughs> he might be also the People's champion. Somebody better call the Rock because I think he just took the People's title away from him. Or somebody call my mama because this show is coming to an end. <laughs> All right, three minutes. We got time to talk about No Way Out. Basically, I just wanted to get your take on the fact that um, my boy Albert Del Rio suffered a concussion, and now Dolph Ziggler. You know, there's a, a big Dolph Ziggler following in the wrestling world. I think lust is more the appropriate term for what the fans are <laughs> for Tom Ziggler. <laughs> so does this further uh, Ziggler's uh, face turn? I think, I don't know if it furthers his face turn. I mean, it might in the sense that if they're going to have uh, Vicky Cross in the title. I think it's a bad move only because Adolph is not going to win the title. There's no You're putting him in another title match that he can't win. In the last two Royal Rumbles, he has main evented and he has lost both times. 
I think what they should have done is they should have had Christian win that match and have the uh, you know Intercontinental Champion versus the World Heavyweight Champion, and that would have been entertaining. Uh, Dolph will put on a great match, no doubt. Him and Sheamus will be awesome together. But from a storyline perspective, I don't think it really furthers his chances unless he has a surprise win. And even if he did win, he'd probably lose it back on SmackDown. True. I mean, you're right. Ziggler is definitely not winning this match. The other match... The triple threat, they added Kane into it. They got Kane versus Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk. Is CM Punk going to... Yeah, don't worry about that. Is CM Punk going to retain because it's a triple threat? Yes, you okay. will. Absolutely. I agree with you. And then the final, final thing about the the, um, the No Way Out pay-per-view is that Big Show has Johnny Laronice in the corner. Well, it's the Big Show. And Vince McMahon showed up this past Monday to be in the corner of John Cena. If Big Show doesn't have a great match or win, whatever it is, Johnny Laronice gets fired this Sunday. Does it happen? Just wanted to throw this out there, sir. Oh, yeah. brother. No, I got I to share. There's a stipulation that was added on SmackDown that you probably don't know about, but if Cena loses, he gets fired. So either way, somebody's getting fired come this Sunday, so what do you think about that? Somebody call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're the absolute worst. I don't even know why, why you're my co i got to get Kinesa on my show. Do we have six minutes or we don't? No, we don't. Damn it. That's it. We're you, done. Do you know we're five weeks out from The Dark Knight Rises? Oh, forget the, today. No, dude, forget The Dark Knight Rises. The Amazing Spider-Man, what do you think? It's going to be good or what? I think it's going to make a lot of money, but I'm going to be disappointed. Somebody call my mama. This has been a great show, folks. It's always a great show here in Pure Gold. Folks, make sure you tune in next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for JB. This is DG of Pure Gold reminding you to always keep it PG, good night, everybody. What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure (laughs) Gold.